on Thursday, January 26, 2023. Most of the big podcast platforms refused to make my latest podcast available to you. I'm going to tell you exactly what happened, and then I'm going to play for you exactly what they didn't want you to hear. Now, here's how I found out about it. A buddy of mine from Florida texted me Thursday evening and said, if you missed Tucker's segment on Pfizer on Project Veritas with James O'Keefe, you must see it. He said, if I believed in modern-day prophets, I would have to say Tucker with Dr. Robert Malone are our modern-day Elijah and Elisha, Holocaust-inspired Pfizer genocidal madness. Well, my wife always records Tucker's show, and we were sitting there eating dinner. So I texted my friend in Florida back saying, we're watching it now. By the way, I covered it on the podcast I dropped earlier this afternoon, talking about Thursday afternoon. My friend responded, your show on that tomorrow? I texted back, I already covered it earlier today. I may do an update tomorrow. He responded, you got guns today on the show that reflects on today. I responded, guns? He texted back, coming for your guns is the show iTunes has for you today. And he sent me a screenshot of the interview I did with author Larry Correa the day before, Wednesday, January 25th, about Larry Correa's new book on the Second Amendment. Well, now, that was really starting to concern me. So I responded, wait, why don't they have the episode I dropped six hours ago? What? He texted back, tomorrow's show, apparently. You see, what he didn't understand was as soon as you upload an episode of your podcast, it's supposed to show up on all the platforms out there simultaneously, almost immediately. So my friend figured, for instance, that iTunes was holding its release till the next day for some reason. But that's not how it works. They always make it available immediately. At least they did until episode 331, 15 and a half months into us doing this thing called the Doc Washburn Show. So I texted him back. I said, there is no tomorrow's show yet. But Spotify doesn't list, list today's show either. Because by this time, I had become concerned enough to start checking other podcast platforms besides iTunes. I also told my friend, Tucker said Google is suppressing the story about the Project Veritas Pfizer scandal. Obviously, they're not the only ones. So not only did iTunes and Spotify block the new episode of the Doc Washburn Show on Thursday, but Amazon blocked it, and Audible blocked it, and Apple Music blocked it, and Odyssey blocked it, and Google blocked it, and iHeart blocked it, and TuneIn blocked it. So I was beginning to wonder if maybe the problem was on our end, if all these platforms... None of them had it, in other words. Now, we use a platform to do the podcast called Podbean. 
like pod from po- podcast and the bean like navy beans, you know, pod bean. And we have hardly ever had any issues with pod bean. But I was really starting to entertain the idea that maybe the problem was on our end this time. Of course, the Podbean platform itself had the latest episode of the Doc Washburn Show with one of the best interviews I've ever done. My chat with a wonderful podcaster, Mel Kay. She was delightful. And my discussion of the Pfizer Project Veritas scandal after the interview. But maybe I was thinking, maybe for some reason, after 15 and a half months of doing this podcast, somehow Podbean had goofed up and not sent our newest episode out to all the other platforms. And then it happened. I checked a podcast platform called Player FM, and lo and behold, there it was. They had our new episode of the Doc Washburn Show that none of the other platforms had. Player FM actually had our new show, and that erased all my doubts. My thoughts that maybe the problem could have possibly had something to do with Podbean itself. No way. No, 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 no. It could not be Podbean's fault if Player FM had it. So I took screenshots of all the big podcast platforms that deplatformed my newest episode of the Doc Washburn Show, and I went out on Twitter and I started tweeting about it. I did a thread, and I made the first tweet of the thread, my pinned tweet, and one of the uh, responses I got was from a young lady who said, oh, by the way, there's a, a podcast platform called Outcast that also has your new episode with the Mel Kay interview and the discussion of the Pfizer Project Veritas scandal. So it wasn't just Player FM. It wasn't just Podbean. Outcast also had it. But all these other big ones really didn't have it. Now, I would have talked to you about this sooner, but my church had a men's retreat out of town Friday and Saturday, and I was committed to be there. Sometimes you just have to take some time out to recharge your batteries, and a commitment is a commitment. By the way, I sent a DM to my friend Dan Bongino on Twitter late Thursday night about this whole thing. He responded early Friday morning, said, well, that was odd that all those platforms refused to share the new episode of my podcast because he had also talked about the Pfizer scandal on his podcast, and unlike me, none of the podcast platforms had caused any problems for Dan Bongino. So I went and checked, and here's the only difference I could come up with. I actually made the mistake of including the word Pfizer in the title of my episode. Even though Brother Bongino, of course, discussed the Pfizer scandal in his own inimitable way in his podcast, he didn't put the word Pfizer in the title. Now, I've spoken with several IT guys about this over the last 48 hours, and they all agree it's reasonable to assume that once Project Veritas broke this huge story, about the undercover video 
of a top executive of Pfizer admitting that Pfizer is doing horrible things, mutating viruses to make new vaccines, to make unbelievable amounts of money, and, and, and giggling about the possibility of a lot of people dying if it leaks from the lab, like COVID-19 did from Wuhan three years ago. Once that broke, obviously, of course, the call went out to all the big tech platforms to ban any new podcasts, at least that use the word Pfizer in their titles. So a new algorithm was born, and I have been seriously shadow banned. I would like to do an update on the Pfizer scandal story. I'd like to do updates on several of the other current events I spoke to the great Mel Kay about in our interview. But first, I owe you the episode that most people who regularly listen to the Doc Washburn Show haven't even heard yet. The one that almost all of big tech tried to keep you from hearing. I hope, since I'm not going to make mistake of putting the word Pfizer in the title again this time, that big tech won't suppress it this time. So thank you so much for your patience. And here it is in its entirety, the episode of the Doc Washburn Show, episode 331, from Thursday... January 26, 2023, that big tech, and especially Pfizer, did not want you to hear. Our guest today is Mel Kay, host of the Mel Kay podcast on the special edition of the Doc Washburn Show, and she will be talking about all kinds of current events, and I can't wait to hear what she has to say. Welcome to the Voice of the Resistance with Doc Washburn. We are the show that pushes back against the Uniparty. And let you enter the news that traditional talk radio is all too often afraid to talk about. This is episode 331 of the all-new Doc Washburn Show for Thursday, January 28th, 2023. Just so you understand where I'm coming from, I was fired by one of the biggest radio companies in America, Cumulus Media, simply because I refused their vaccine mandate. More evidence comes out all the time that a lot of people are having serious negative reactions to the vaccines. Also, I will never call Joe Biden president because it's obvious the last U.S. presidential election was stolen. I will never pretend a man can become a woman, and I will never forget about the January 6th political prisoners most Republican politicians refuse to even mention. On August 8th, 2022, the day the Biden regime's secret police conducted an unprecedented An unconstitutional raid on the home of a former president of the United States is a day that shall live in infamy. So this is a really different kind of talk show. We're unmasked, uncensored, and unfiltered. If you'd like to support what we do, go to our website, docwashburn.com. Click on the button that says Become a Patron. And thank you so much to the patrons we already have. Also, please remember to subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss an episode. And make sure you check out our new conservative sports podcast, Red Pill Sports with my friend Donnie Copeland. It drops Tuesday evenings at 11 p.m. Central. It's a rare treat for me to have the opportunity to interview another podcaster. I'm really looking forward to having the chance to get feedback 
on important current events from someone else, from someone who does what I do for a living. Our guest today is Mel Kay. She's a devoted lover of truth, facts, history, God, and America. She uses the Constitution and the Bible as her guide. After graduating with honors from New York University, she spent 20 years in media, film, and investigative journalism in Hollywood before inexplicably moving back to New York City to focus full-time on exposing truth, uncovering hidden history, and starting her podcast, The Mel Cave Show, to inform the public of the embedded forces geopolitically and within America that are hell-bent on a long-planned one-world government where life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness will be replaced with surveillance, compliance, conformity, and control. Mel Kay fears no evil because she's confident God wins. She currently resides in Manhattan, where she's chronicling the controlled demolition of the once greatest city in the world, the dystopia formerly known as New York City, for her upcoming book on the matter. Some of Mel Kay's recent guests include Larry Clayman, founder of Judicial Watch, frontline doctor Stella Emanuel, and my friend Robert Spencer of Jihad Watch. It is an honor to welcome Mel Kay to the Doc Washburn Show. How are you today? Oh, I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me. It's really exciting to talk to somebody I know actually gets what's going on to a certain extent. Well, to a certain extent. We'll find out, and I appreciate your kind words. What is your take on the, the, the big news in our corner of, of the world, the, the Joe Biden classified document scandal? Um, well, you know, uh, about two weeks ago, I uh, I was looking through a lot of it, and, and it's the timing of the documents that I think is very suspect of when they're saying these documents are from, which would be from when Joe Biden was running the operation that we now know as uh, the war in Ukraine, but a long time ago underneath when they did the color revolution when Obama was in power, Joe Biden, if your audience doesn't remember or know, was the point person for Ukraine, most corrupt nation in um, all of Europe. Yeah. Uh, and uh, a lot of those documents, if you're looking at the dates that they're saying, are during the time that the color revolution was happening there, obviously funded by not just NATO nations, but um, CIA, National Endowment for Democracy, the 2014 uh, Maidan. So it's interesting that the documents that they're saying that they're finding are from there. Second is interesting is uh, I, I had been talking a long time about these, um, these universities with the money uh, in the think tanks from the CCP. So right. not only were they uh, at sitting at University of Pennsylvania all this time, I don't know why he has a center there since he didn't go there, but that's okay. That's a whole other story about the Ivy League. But um, that it was financed by the CCP. So if anyone thinks the CCP doesn't know whatever's in those documents, they do not understand how the CCP works. So uh, I just think it's a whole big mess and way bigger than people want to acknowledge. And it makes you look at the Trump raid and think, you know, are is there are there forces behind the scenes that are actually, you know, the good guys that we're not seeing? Or is this just, um, you know, like I said, sometimes you need a miracle. But in any case, I believe that uh, Joe Biden and his family are, uh, as far as credibility and a future, are um, on the way to where they belong, which is out of our... Uh, government yeah i i read i wish i could remember who wrote it i read an article on american thinker a couple of weeks ago saying that this puts uh barack obama in a position he doesn't want to be in because uh as far as the documents they had found from joe's time as vice president 
Obama could always pop up and say, oh, well, uh, you know, I declassify those as president, so everything's cool, and he doesn't want to get right. in, in the middle of this. But then, more recently, okay, wait a minute, documents going back to when he was senator? Nobody can say I declassified those. So you just wonder if the deep state slash Democrat establishment is trying to give uh, Joe Biden the hint that, you know what, you're actually not going to run for election after all, because he's too far gone to take the hint, and his wife, um, who does not have the, the the dementia, she's like, uh-uh, I ain't giving it up. So this may be a, a situation of push come to shove, uh, where they're trying to make it so he doesn't have the choice to run again. That's that's what I, a lot of people are saying. I, I, honestly, I, I don't know, but what are your thoughts? Yeah, well, I think the, the one thing that we should all be paying attention to, which is which is the uh, the bigger picture here, if you were like me and saw a lot of the actual evidence of a Hunter Biden's laptop, yeah. uh, especially in involving the CCP and Russia and Ukraine, is that Hunter Biden was living at the, the home where they found a lot of these documents unsecured. Yep. So that means Hunter Biden had full access to the documents, too, which there is no excuse for. And he's under investigation. And all of that. So I also think the fact that Hunter Biden had access to all of this classified information and then also sending in his own attorneys that don't have that um, that level of, uh, of whatever, you know, um, the ability of clearance to go in there and look for classified documentation. The whole story is so convoluted, but I think all roads lead back to Hunter's laptop yeah. and, uh, and getting all that information. And, and the, the truth is the American people need to understand how deceived they they were by the hiding of the laptop. And what's crazy is that 51 intelligence agencies, as we're watching the Twitter files and our agency whistleblowers and things are connecting even back to, you know, what the FBI has been doing since JFK to this nation. And, and since the Patriot Act works, you know, a lot of this has to do with, you know, where are we in our intelligence agencies and how how much is being hidden and why has America allowed this to go on so long? Because this is not new. What's happening now is not new. This has been going on for decades. Yeah. And uh, I just think it's the tip of the spear now. And uh, Hunter Biden and these documents might be the first step of saying, how could they not have known? And then second is, of course they knew. So, yeah, the the, 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 the the tip of the spear and the tip of the iceberg. I mean, Miranda Devine, you reporting just a couple of days ago in New York Post, saying, look, because you're speaking of the, the laptop. We, hey, we got this one email here that's totally different from anything else. Right before Hunter gets the job, making a million a year from Burisma, he's emailing Devin Archer. And it's basically like um, cutting and pasting uh, or copying and pasting a, a classified uh, top secret document about Ukraine, about American policy towards Ukraine that nobody should know. It's written very mm-hmm. technically, unlike anything else Hunter to, uh, emailed anybody else for the dozen years that we have on the uh, on on the laptop, and, and Tucker Carlson reiterated it clearly, right. obviously. Hunter has access to classified documents, and that's not only a felony, but 
you know, uh, treason for that matter. Um, yeah, and also he made a lot of money off of this, and this is a big problem. I saw Jeff Holly uh, putting yesterday the Nancy Pelosi bill about insider trading, but, you know, we have to understand that him he made billions of dollars. They're lying about the amount of money, and I'm talking about his whole conglomerate, Hunter and his brother, I mean, and, and Joe's brother and the other brother and the sister and Biden, and a lot of this comes from having insider information, like the classified documents. And and this is going to go even bigger than that because, you know, um, the guy that was arrested that started the Russia hoax, uh, McGonagall, this this ties into this somehow because uh, that's the guy who was just arrested. He was arrested for uh, doing things with that Oleg uh, Depreska, the, the big uh, oligarch that was very involved also in Ukraine. Yeah. And he was arrested for giving top secret information, an FBI agent, to um, working with that guy in Russia. He was an oligarch. He was connected somehow to Hunter biden as well we all remember hunter biden got three million dollars from the mayor of russia's wife inexplicably and you find out that this guy mcgonagall um started the russia hoax investigation and was also the lead investigator on two very suspect investigations that are similar to the Warren report if you ask me flight 800 and september 11th so i think this arrest from the fbi of that guy is connected to whatever's in those documents. I mean, we can't say yet, but if you put together the dots, this guy was working on something having to do with Ukraine, too. Yeah, this McGonagall guy, McGonagall, who just got arrested over the weekend, um, long-time FBI counterterrorism, and uh, was in charge of the TWA 800 uh, crash investigation there in Long Island. And there are Mm -hmm. a number of witnesses who said, hey, we know what we saw. We know, like, right. a shoulder-fired missile or whatever hitting the plane, and all these FBI mm-hmm. agents were like, no, 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 you couldn't have seen that. Uh, what about this? So, But at least, at least we have Joe Biden's promise that he never discussed any of his son's uh, overseas business dealings <laughs> with his son. You, right. you, hey, you laugh, you exactly. laugh, but he gave his word as a Biden, so, I mean, well... I'm sorry. My, my, I like giving your word as a Clinton? Damn. Now, now, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Look, look wait, wait a second. I, I, I want to say this. I'm going to be real clear. I'm getting sick and tired. I'm only going to say this once. I did not ha- uh, smoke cigars with that young woman. <laughs> Miss, look, wait, what? Wait a minute. Is, oh, is, is my attorney around here somewhere? Bruce Lindsay, David Kendall, somebody? Uh, can I see the definition of word? Because I'm feeling my own pain right now. If you're picking up what I'm putting out, I, I think he just might be. I'm sorry. My feeble um, attempt at humor good. today. That was excellent. Yeah. Unbelievable. I mean, you, you, I wish it was him because I have a lot of questions about Epstein, but he's going to duck them and they're just going to go off into the sunset, the Clintons, with uh, 50 years of horrible criminal behavior. I, I still can't, like I'm saying about the whole thing that's going on right now with the FBI. The problem is that... It's like the whole world, when what happened with JFK happened, went into some kind of, like, lackadaisical psychosis. And I yeah. feel like every time something happened after then, you'd kind of get a half, you know, half-baked, like, investigation by the government. Of course, by the people probably involved. And then we'd move on to the next thing, and then the next thing, and then the next thing. And now we're, you know, 40, 50 years worth of cover-ups and crimes by our own intelligence agencies that they deem uh, reasons of national security. The only true national security is if the homeland or we the people are in danger. If the government is doing stuff that's illegal here or abroad, 
that shouldn't be national security. That should be charged as crimes and put in prison. Yeah. But because our government has been functioning with the intelligence agency and the CIA and all their arms all over the world, they, they function as, as a separate Death Star. It's like we're in Star Wars and our own government is, <laughs> is out there doing stuff. And then they, they never take accountability. So we're now stuck uh, because of actually what happened in 2020 election. We're now stuck in like this, this post-justice, like no accountability. Nobody kind of believes anything's going to happen really bizarre phase of American history that we the people have to really realize the stakes are very high for our nation because uh, we have not been holding our government and criminals in our government uh, all the way top to bottom war and bureaucracy uh, accountable and here we are we're in a place where we the people uh, like I, I say this quote a lot um, in my speeches where I think it was Thomas Paine but uh, he says um uh, when the people fear the government, that's tyranny. When the government fears the people, that's freedom. And right now, it's upside down. We gotta, we the people need to turn that around so that we get freedom back. Because right now, that's not what's happening. Amen. Amen. Since you mentioned Jeffrey Epstein, over a year mm-hmm. ago, Glenn Maxwell got a long prison sentence for assisting Epstein uh, in entrapping underage girls for sexual abuse by powerful and wealthy people. She recently said she believes Epstein was murdered. But why do you think none of their clients have been named, much less indicted? Well, I'll tell you, I was uh, I was once on YouTube, see, and I uh, I did a lot of work on this because I, I, li- I was in Palm Beach in the, in the early, t- my parents lived there in uh, around that time when he first got arrested, and yeah. I, I talked about it then, but I also, I had inter- encountered Epstein when I was still at NYU, I had friends that were models that worked for his fake model agency, and I, you know, it was pretty clear what was going on in that term, and that was in the mid-90s, then I re, when I was, I lived in LA for 16 years, I re-encountered him there, and uh, what I believe about all of this is that it's an elaborate cover-up by a lot of people, I don't understand, but Weinstein was involved too. So we have to understand, Weinstein nor Maxwell made deals. Both of them could have made deals, and they didn't. And I honestly believe, because at the tip of the spear of the Epstein case is the Clintons. And uh, I, I've been through all of the Arkansas and all of that, uh, the Clintons, and then there's people above the Clintons, because we have to, we have no, one of his only clients, uh, his guy who gave him his $70 million house, Les Wexner, big guy in the, you know, Mossad and the whole world of like the, the AG, AJC and all that. We got, uh, you know, uh, e, um, what's his name from Apollo Group, um, e, uh, Leon Black, we got the Dubins, we got a whole bunch of celebrities from, I know from LA that definitely went to that island. So, you know, the problem I think really here is that we are dealing with a massive cover-up. I did when I early went into this, because I, I hope your audience knows. He, he's been doing this since at least the 90s, and it wasn't just teenage girls. It was it was children. It was boys. It was it's starting fake modeling agencies all over the world, including the, his partner in France was also died in jail. Um, so we really have to understand, but I believe firmly that, um, the Epstein Maxwell case is really about blackmail. Yeah. And I believe that they were running, um, I did a lot of shows on it and I, I know I talked to the, some of the cops from Palm Beach. I talked to some of the people that were involved in the investigation that just all the evidence, it, someone has it, but they have, they have 
10,000 hours, I'm told, of evidence because he had closed circuit TVs, uh, cameras in every house on the island, in every nook and cranny. It was a blackmail operation, and I'm told that it was to the tune of $500 million that he was working. Because at the first trial, he got charged with a bogus uh, charge of um, soliciting sex from an underage prostitute. The whole concept is totally insane. You can't be an underage prostitute. Right. You know, it's, it's, no, that's pedophilia. And But he didn't get that charge. And if you look at why he didn't, and you go through the paperwork, there's a place in there where Azar said, or the guy that was on it, I think that's who it was, it says um, he was an intelligence asset. But he was also an intelligence asset from the Mossad and Saudi Arabia and the UK. And then she, her father, Maxwell's father. Yeah, Robert Maxwell. Yeah. Blackmail, uh, a spy. So, you know, the, the, the case there is, that's what I'm saying about this bogus. We have to start rejecting for reasons of national security. Because I think this is another one of those things where the government is protecting the government. The government is protecting their allies. They're protecting people in these these billionaire trillionaires that run these NGOs and that have, that have usurped our nation and all other nations. These are the people involved with Epstein. We have to remember, he was on the board of the Rockefeller Institute. He was on the board of the Council of Foreign Relations. He was on the Trilateral Commission. He had offices at Harvard and MIT. He was, fund, he, was, he was funding all this stuff with Bill Gates about the Human Genome Project and all these giant scientists, including Lieber, who's all involved with the Wuhan and the nanotechnology. This guy had his tentacles everywhere. And all I believe is that he is, the whole story has been squashed for, quote-unquote, the nonsense, bogus, protect-the-government reasons of national security. And I, I'm never going to let it go. And honestly, when I worked in L.A., I worked at the very, very top. I know what happened in that island. I know how these people function. And I'm telling you, they, there's a lot of people that belong in prison. And, uh, and the reason that they're not there is because I believe that they, a lot of people are, have been threatened. There's a lot of blackmail. But I also, if you look at who was on his island and who were his friends, like Ehud Barak and, and you know, and like all these, all these other world leaders, Andrew and all the, you know, what did he have? But, you know, I, I wonder a lot you know, from the people that I've interviewed about the case, and I know a couple of the girls from the first case, um, what I wonder is how many people were blackmailed in our government that did things or made contracts or made, I don't know, went into foreign nations uh, to start uh, unnecessary wars because uh, Epstein and Maxwell's blackmail ring got them. Yeah, so, black You know, I, I, we can't let it go. Yeah, uh, blackmail leading to wag the dog. And, you know, I'm sitting here thinking that the point of blackmail is, is not to... Um, you know, out somebody for what they did. The point of the blackmail is keep the money coming and uh, not not right. to actually, you know, publicize the, the dirty deeds that, that you're blackmailing somebody over. Um, so you, you, you mentioned Wuhan. So mm -hmm. I, I, perfect opportunity to ask you, will the people responsible for pushing the COVID mRNA shots, will the people responsible for what came out of that lab in Wuhan ever be held accountable? I believe so. I believe so because they're so arrogant and they're so, you know what? Listen, at this point, it's very clear what's going on. You would, th and I feel this way about the Epstein people too, the Johns and, and the blackmailed people for Epstein, because a lot of them are billionaires and trillionaires. Many of them connected also to the World Economic Forum as he was. Many of them connected to all of everything we're dealing with. 
what I have to say is these people have become so arrogant and blinded to the truth and the and the reality of the rest of the world looking at them that all it would take was one or two I say this about the Epstein Island folks and I say this about everyone involved in the pandemic it would take one or two to be heroes just admit what you did and the America and say who is involved and the American people will look at you as a hero not as as a villain that belongs in hell and in prison for the rest of your life um, this is of both those groups but and they're the same people, a lot of the same people. Yeah. But um, what I think is that they've gotten so arrogant and so full of themselves because this has been going on for decades. I, I mean, I, you can trace all this back. This goes back to the Club of Rome and and all these Malthusian lunatics. And and I, I just have to say that not only do I think they'll be brought to justice, but I think justice is going to be um, really. It's gonna. It's not. It's gonna start maybe. In the, in the committees and stuff, but it's going to go st- really straight to the real problem, which is the bankers and billionaires of the multinational corporation, uh, you know, public-private partnership that's running the world right now, because they were 100% behind this. Um, it's not hard to see from their own websites. I mean, Klaus Schwab wrote a book, uh, COVID-19, The Great Reset, uh, six months before the pandemic was sprung on the world. Larry Finks, uh, you know, who also runs BlackRock, but is also on the board of the World Economic Forum, created the ESG School or, you know, works, the only hedge fund, uh, American hedge fund that works freely in the CCP, you know, also head of uh, another board, a member of the Council of Foreign Relations, he comes out six months before we're hit with this, of course, right before the election, which they needed to uh, do something about that, too. Uh, and he said, we're going to go direct, meaning that their financial model was falling apart, and we're going to skip the government, the Bill of Rights, the Constitution, we're going to go right for the people. So the co- corporations and the uh, central banking cabal that are up there at the top, you know, hanging out in Davos, they uh, decided from that point on, and it's, you can look at it, it happened at a conversation in Jackson Hole. He made a speech. I think six months later we had the pandemic. Well, before you know it, they, they're taking over the world. They're shutting everything down. They're saying we need a great reset. Oh, yeah. And uh, I honestly believe that this is all connected to their financial model, the, the original Rothschild model, the banking that slavery model, the, the crime that is the, um, the Federal Reserve was going through its 100-year predicted fail, and uh, they, these guys at the top don't want to lose power, so they shifted the narrative to uh, never-ending pandemics and uh, climate emergencies, and uh, that uh, they're done with nation-states. The, the reason I say this, and you don't have to, you know, they can say conspiracy theory, of course the CIA <laughs> invented that for anyone who questioned the uh, fraudulent Warren report, but... Um, it, you just go to their website. If you go to the World Economic Forum website or IMF website, is a, definitely in cahoots criminals with this. And you go to the uh, even the World Health Organization, but UN, and you put in global governance and under Agenda 2030, and everything that we're going through is planned. It's all in right my there. Opinion. It's all right there. Absolutely. Now, um, you, you mentioned uh, some some electoral. Issues and a perfect opportunity for me to just ask about this. I frequently see people arguing online about whether President Trump or Governor DeSantis should be the Republican presidential nominee next year. But here's my question. If we don't fix what allowed the deep state to steal the election in 2020, is it really going to matter who our nominee is? Won't they just steal it again? 
Yeah, I, I agree with you. You know, it's funny. I've been really looking into this. The last two years, I've been basically on like a <laughs> Patriot road trip. Yeah. I've been around the country with a whole bunch of uh, people that were running, especially before um, before the primary, people that were trying to get into the primary. I was trying to help. And, and that's when you realize, like, there's no doubt there's a uniparty. They don't want anyone new on the either side. You know, it's very, it's not just the, la- the, the left or DNC. The RNC is in on it, too. At least, hopefully, it'll change her. The worst campaign win read ever. But I, I have to say, what you're saying is really important for people to get um, to get involved right now. We have precincts all over this nation. I, I do, do a lot of shows with uh, Steve Stern from Precinct Strategy. And we have opportunities all over this country. But it's not going to change unless we change it. And the way that we change it is these people that run the election commissions... And, and it's sad because if you, if, you, if you scrape under the surface for any of this stuff, it all comes down to a handful of billionaires and trillionaires that are controlling everything, including our elections from pre-primary to the day of, you know. And, um, but we have to also start dealing in reality. They changed a lot of these laws. And as much as I wish there were more lawyers out there that were like, screw the money, you know, I'm going to file a petition locally and uh, and get my local elections right. Because if we had lawyers all over this country, it's cause, I'm good friends with Tom Renz and some other attorneys that are out there fighting on the front lines. It's very expensive, especially to fight the government. But if we had in every county in America, if we went county by county and had lawyers and teams and fundraisers and to, to change the laws. But if we don't change the laws, then we have to play within the laws. We can't be the old, like, well, we don't do that. We're conservatives. We're the good guys. No, if they change the laws, you got to work within the framework. And I'm seeing that debate where it's like, well... You know, well, we're not going to, you know, ballot harvest, and we're not going to do this Dropbox stuff, and we're not going to do the illegal outreach, which is now made legal for the time being. And, yeah. you know, and they're still pushing HR one, and these lunatic brainwashed celebrities are out there, like they're not letting people vote. When it's like there was a, a poll in Georgia of all the communities, and everyone, ninety nine percent of the people said there was no problem voting in their area; it was convenient near their house, which is true. Um, but the bottom line is, if they're not going to, if we can't get lawyers to go in and fight these cases county by county and and change the laws back to what they were, what they should be. Really, what it should be is no machines. Uh, daily uh, day of voting, unless you have a real thing, and then you apply for a uh, absentee ballot properly. You know, it's counted where it's where it's um, no drop boxes. It's counted where it comes in. You don't take it anywhere else, and it's done that night. And if we went back to what it, what worked for decades, and what's crazy is that's what works in all third world nations. I have friends that have been in elections in Nicaragua and Ecuador, sure. and, you know, all over in all over the Middle East. It's one day, you know, and we could do it in one day and write. And a side note for your audience, if they don't know, the, the machines were brought in, uh, I believe it was Ford that was the first one. It was a real nefarious past, if you look into them now. But Ford was the one, and when they had, I have a good friend who was in, the, in, the, in that world at the time, they brought in the machines to cheat to begin with. So, you know, it's like to think that the, so if we can't change the laws or get rid of the machines or do same day and change all this stuff, then we have to be proactive working within this framework as much as we hate it. Yeah. Those are the laws. We can't be like, well, we're above the laws, so we're not going to, so we're going to lose. 
And on top of that, we have to also reach out to the middle. I, I keep reminding people the, the polarized left and the polarized right are not the priority going into this election. It's the 30 percent of Americans that don't bother, don't vote, don't care about this country that might not know that the stakes for America because of the geopolitical situation and the installed Obama regime are so high of us losing this nation, at least as we know it. Yeah. Um, and they, we got to get to that middle that group of people that you ask them about politics, they don't do politics. They don't care. Right. They don't vote. They, right. Those people could decide it. And then for me, for the next two years, I'm going to hunt them down. Because i got to tell you, I, I have a new thing on my show I'm doing, um, like Finding Common Ground episode. And I already had on a communist and I had on an anarchist. You know, so, I mean, people that claim that they are. But by the end of the show, you kind of agree on, like, what you really want for your life. You want the government to leave you alone. You want to get the labor, fruits of your labor. You want to raise your kids how you want. You want your private property left alone. You want people to obey the, the Bill of Rights. So, you know, everyone can pick a side. Which is our biggest problem is there are no sides. There's a uniparty, and every four right. years there's the illusion of choice. But still, going forward, we have to we have to if we have to work within the framework that that these cheaters set up with COVID, and and I mean it can't be a coincidence. But if people still want to believe that, that's okay. But um, then we have to then we have to play the game by the rules that they set up that are there and not be oh well we're we're better than that well okay we're better than that and then they win again yeah i'm so glad you mentioned fixing the local elections um i'm still in little rock arkansas and in the 2022 republican primaries uh there was a conservative challenging the incumbent u.s representative from central arkansas the second district Conservative is a guy named Colonel Conrad Reynolds. And by all accounts, including his internal polling, if he got over 30,000 votes in the Republican primary, he was going to be the Republican nominee. So he gets 35,000 votes. And then the incumbent gets like Joe Biden kind of numbers, like 49,000, which is almost impossible in a Republican primary in the state of Arkansas. It was unheard of. Such a thing has never happened. And... What Colonel Reynolds found out after all this was that county commissions for the counties, the 75 counties in Arkansas, your county commission, uh, well, they got a different name for it in Arkansas. They call it the, uh, um, well, they call county commissioners justice of the peace in Arkansas for some reason. So anyway, but the county commission for the other 49 states can vote to get rid of the voting machines. It doesn't have to go through the state legislature. So he's on a crusade, not to try to overturn an election or anything like that, but just going to all these county commissions, all the state of Arkansas. He would be a great guest for you, by the way, Colonel Conrad Reynolds. Yeah, I'll have him on because I haven't heard about that, and that's a great idea. Yeah, and and, and there's enough people that would do that, I think, because that's not it doesn't involve money uh, like a lawsuit that involves like action on the ground and getting in their face and these county getting them to listen to you. Yeah, and these county commissions have started saying, okay, we're going to vote to get rid of the, and they don't have Dominion, they got ES&S, but you have a similar problem because nobody knows who's actually counting the votes. Okay, well, uh, yeah, that's a problem. Uh, that's that's too much chance for corruption. Got to get rid of the machines and go back to not just paper ballots, but paper ballots with, like, watermarks and stuff so you can't just, you know, Xerox right. them and stuff like that. So I'm hoping uh, that the laws are similar in other states and... That he started something in in Arkansas, which can can spread nationwide. That that would be fantastic. 
Um, Great. So, send that. Send his info on to me. I'd love to have that out so I can have people in other uh, states look into if that's if that's uh, in their state as well. Because we got to find ways to do that, and it's yeah. got to be local. And it's much easier to cut it up into pieces. You know, you and I probably both get. I get. You get. Uh, people that are always like, well, what can I do? What can I do? Well, that's something that people can actually do. And, and I right. think giving people action steps and ways to get involved. And once people are involved, you and I know this, then it, it takes on a life of its own. You become energized. You become, it becomes a mission. And so we really have to do that on the local level and get, you know, organized. The other side, you know, it comes from the top down, mainly like the Soros's and the other Omidar and like the Arabella partners. They are a machine on the other side. And oh, yeah. it's functioning for quite a while on our side we're all like okay well i have a group here and i have a group there and i have a group there and i've but it's not like okay well here's our here's our marching orders nationwide for our our side to actually take back this country and save it from these communists i mean that's what they are at this point we're not dealing oh, yeah. with democrats but that's just not true yeah now you mentioned uh, ukraine a little bit earlier do you think whoever is pulling biden's strings really wants to start world war three with russia yeah, I do. I, I do. And, and and the problem is, I, I don't think it'll succeed because I don't think, listen, first of all, our media is uh, complicit in multiple crimes with COVID, but multiple crimes with Ukraine, because the truth of the matter is that the rest of the world does not agree with us. The American people are being lied to about why this war started. Uh, uh, Angela Merkel just, uh, you know, three weeks ago admitted that the U.S. under Obama, of course, and Newland and Kagan was running her husband, uh, NATO at the time, when they did the color revolution. You know, John McCain was very involved and Azov Battalion, who are straight up real Nazis. And, um, and all these people in uh, 2014, Poroshenko uh, and uh, Zelensky all came out of that. The truth is that uh, Russia, they had made a pact, the Minsk Agreement, where they said to Russia, you know, okay, and and this now. And first of all, all that land was arbitrarily divided after the Cold War by oligarchs and billionaires and trillionaires and, and Yeltsin and, and Clinton. And so, you know, it's all been debatable the whole time. And it's Europe and it's really none of our business. But hey, uh, but what I do think is that they signed the Minsk Agreement. Uh, Russia saying NATO will not expand. NATO should have been dismantled because it was supposed to be fighting the USSR, but, you know, it's a big money. It's a cash cow and the world government's military, so it'll keep going until yeah. we, the people, say no more financing, um, which Trump was trying, I believe. So um, what happened, Minsk agreements, they signed it with Russia. I think it was Germany, France, uh, the U.S., U.K., and Russia and uh, for NATO, and that NATO would stop expansion against uh, along the Russian border because they were putting weapons there. And that they would also keep uh, Ukraine out of NATO and Ukraine neutral. And they broke all of that. But what a lot of people don't know is not only is Zelensky a World Economic Forum young global leader, but Zelensky in 2019, way before this, okay, and remember the, the whole impeachment hoax in Ukraine, which was really about a very corrupt Ukraine embassy yep. and Burisma and Biden and, and you know, Biden bribing them to drop a case against the sun. But the whole Ukraine hoax was um, was all about, you know, Zelensky and this and that. Well, Zelensky spoke at the World Economic Forum in 2019 and basically laid out that he was going to give Ukraine to this great reset club at, at Davos 
for, um, you know, to be like that, the, the example headquarters of the Build Back Better, Agenda 2030, the, the green, all the Green New Deal stuff, like, and, and then the digital currency. So something happened with Zelensky and the international multinational corporate banker club of Davos, which is really above them, and, uh, and their whole going direct and all of this that involved Ukraine. And nobody's looking at what happened a year before or two years before supposedly Russia, um, you know, invaded. The, the war in Ukraine between Russia and Ukraine has been going on since 2014. So, you know, the whole propaganda thing is really bad. And the American people better start looking at not just Ukraine, but the last 20 years of wars and what they were about, who profited, who was really involved. And if there was a crisis that we, the people of the United States, should have paid for a war or been involved at all. Because yeah. I, I firmly believe that this war uh, is, is a money laundering scheme. It is a transfer of wealth. It is part of the Great Reset. And um, it will fail. And, and um, I fully believe that the rest of the world is on Russia's side and our media is lying to us. Uh, people have to understand NATO is loyal to none of our nations. NATO is that global public-private partnership. You know, they call the one world government or new world order, and then people say, yeah, that's a conspiracy theory. No, it's on their websites. But they're global government. Sure. That NATO is their military. And the only reason that they couldn't pull this off, you know, Rockefeller's been financing with a bunch of, with the Crown and other people, the One World Government um, plan since the League of Nations before the UN. The UN is that. But they didn't have the military. NATO is that One World Governance military. So as long as we're playing along, and listen, Joe Biden's all in. We have video of Klaus Schwab up there in 2016 when he was still, I mean, 2015, right after he ended being vice president, thanking Joe Biden for being the most helpful American involved in the World Economic Forum for the last 30 years. Oh, yeah. You know, he wrote an op-ed in 91 in the World, in the Wall Street Journal about how he, loved to, uh, how he learned to love the one world government, new world order, and lays out why it's important that we have that, that top-down, like, Plato kind of, you know, we're going to have a secret society run the world, and then the rest of... I mean, it's just so crazy how we got here, and that the American people, I think it's from the hit of COVID... I think a lot of these things are operations, psychological operations, if you look into, like, some of this, this stuff. So they hit from COVID. We were so vulnerable, and then they hit with all of this propaganda about Ukraine. And I honestly believe that Ukraine is part of the bigger picture operation for this world control and, and, and depleting our money and our cash and our weapons and our, our ability to fight a war, God forbid, on our soil. And when you ask, do I think that they want that? Yeah, I think they're losing the Great Reset. I think they're losing power. I think they're losing their, their money model. And uh, what makes, and if we look back through, even back to World War One, if not before, who's, who benefits every time that there's a major war? It's always the bankers and those who rebuild the oh, yeah. contracts. It's yeah. never the people. It's never the nation. It's and and then the nations are usually scarred or left in wreckage. And uh, these same banker billionaire class, it's the same people. Um, it's been for decades since World War One, and they just pass it down to their children or the next family member or the next you know groomed Ivy League uh, poison Ivy League. I call it now um, uh, person in line. 
But, you know, we're dealing with a swamp in D.C. that's run by think tanks, many of them uh, in cahoots with the military-industrial complex. The American people don't know that not only do we give the Pentagon $700 billion of taxpayer money, but they're also traded on the stock exchange. So we're talking about we're the only country that our, our weapons manufacturers are also profit, like billion-trillion-dollar profit uh, centers for um, trading and making money. So on top of getting money from we the people, they make a fortune above that. They then recruit generals and all of that to come on board. And next thing you know, uh, America is being destroyed from within. And the only thing we have to sell is weapons, and we're giving them all away so we can't defend ourselves. Something is wrong. And then to announce to the world that they're bringing Ukrainian troops to trade in Oklahoma and putting it out there. Yeah. If I'm Russia, and Russia, China, Iran, India, these countries, Saudi Arabia, they're all in talking, okay? And they've had it. And a lot of those countries, and a lot of the countries in the Middle East, a lot of the countries in Africa, a lot of, look, they're right now, Blinken is in there doing Blinken stuff, as he's always been, making deals with the warlords and the puppet masters he put in in Africa to keep that country desperate and poor and undeveloped for the last 50 years of that country, that continent. Um, so he's there right now. But I'm telling you that the, the, the other nations are watching this, and they are not on our side. And the American people are being so deceived. And then, and then they're sending them now. Biden sending them um, now tanks. But what by saying that they are training you, Ukrainian Azov Battalion soldiers on our soil in Oklahoma. If I'm China or Russia or Iran, I'm saying, oh, well, this is our first invitation to the U.S. soil. Sure. So I, I don't want people to be scared, but I do want people to be aware of the moves that are being made and that they are not in the best interest of America or Ukraine. And it hasn't so been that long uh, ago that uh, a number of Democrats in Congress condemned the Azov Battalion in yeah, eastern yeah. Ukraine as Nazis, right. and now they're saying that we got to fund these same people. They said we're Nazis two or three years ago. Look, I know you got something to do at the top of the hour, and time is flying because you're so fantastic at this. I'm going to try to squeeze a couple more questions in. Um, what do you believe really happened at the U.S. Capitol on January 6th, two years ago, and do you think that the American public at large will ever find out the truth? Yeah, I do believe that they will. Um, I actually know people who were in there and are still <laughs> are still free. Um, not in there, in there, but that have footage and stuff. They've seen a lot of stuff. Uh, what happened on January 6th is very, it's something I'm talking about. I've talked about for a long time. Yeah. People have to look into what is a color revolution. What really happened in Ukraine in 2014? What happened in Yugoslavia and Libya and everywhere and that the color revolutions happened? We're in a color revolution. They did a color revolution on us, and the people that do that around the world are the National Endowment for Democracy, USAID, run by a globalist interventionist, uh, Samantha Power, and her mind control husband, uh, Cass Sonstein. And then we, who's about, they're both really high up there in, uh, in D.C. We got all these operatives, all these people. What I believe was that that was a setup. 
because they know what they did in the election. They know what they did with the, with the virus. They know what they did uh, with, uh, you know, nonstop crimes since, like I said, it, ever since they killed JFK, everything has been a cover-up on top of another cover-up on top of another cover-up with a lot of the senior executive service not changing. So that, if people don't know that are listening, that's the real people above our government that pull the strings. Most of them work for the Rockefeller or the Rockefeller plan, at least. It's always been he, he's the self-anointed king of, of America and his kids have taken over um, <clears throat> along with an oligarchy of billionaires and trillionaires that all of us know because we know their names and their names are always in the news and that's Schmidt working behind the scenes with AI and the Department of Defense from Google. We got Gates up there. We got Fink. We got, you know, every aspect of this. We got a bunch of old generals that are making billions of dollars now with the contract. <clears throat> so in, in my uh, estimation, what we're really dealing with here is uh, a situation where they could not let the American people think that we have a voice anymore. So what they did was they set up this situation that Bowser, you know, her her wife is Donna Brazil, you know, who's nefarious with the Clintons as it is. You know, uh, the, these the, people the mayor, scruples. the mayor of D.C., so, uh, Muriel Bowser. Yeah. yeah OK. All right. Oh yeah, that her what is what her her wife is uh, down in Brazil. So you know we got John Podesta back up there. We got we got the real the real I believe criminal element like like Cash calls them the the government gangsters running the show now and Pelosi and Schumer on above it. We got all these you know these socialist Democrats of America who are just communists. So what I believe happened there was that they set it up. They they knew that it was going to get violent. They put in agitators like Ray Epps and all his friends that are caught on camera. Darren Beatty of uh, Revolver has amazing. You can't even deny the stuff that he's put out there. Julie Kelly. Um, they wanted the American people to think that the right uh, that we have to address the government was no longer valid and that the Constitution of the United States was no longer on our side, the Bill of Rights no longer existed, and if you dare to question this government or any of our crimes or the election or anything that's going on, we will throw you in a gulag and we will not let you out. It is no different than Bolshevik Revolution or yeah. uh, Mao's China or Hitler's Germany. It is very similar to moves that were made in, in Germany in the 30s before, you know, the they started carting people off. So people have to take it very seriously. What is terrible is that these people are being tortured in there. They're being, uh, they, they're being uh, deprived of a lot of things. And the scary part that I learned um, from Laura Logan is that the people that are being held, that have not, that are being tortured in solitary, have not uh, had uh, seen their lawyers, have not been charged, have been in there for two years. They, those are the people that witnessed the four real murders that day. Yeah. Uh, of uh, you know, there was two men murdered, and then by the cops, by like uh, projectiles and all of that. Then Rosalind Boyle, Boylan, and um, and Ashley Babbitt. Those were the murders. There weren't five other murders. And and, and the other thing is. I'm not even sure if the if the District of Columbia, which is a vassal state uh, and not a part of the United States, is running by the Constitution or by the law of the crown. It's very unclear because the truth is all of these people des deserved a speedy trial. Most of them are being charged with misdemeanor trespassing, which even Putin came out and said that would be like a fine and no jail time in Russia. Yeah. You know, and um, I think it is a psychological operation at the, at the top of it. Tell we the people that we have no power, right? that we have no ability to redress the government anymore, that those days are over, and also to exercise 
the minority report um, level of surveillance and policing that they've been hiding in the background and wanting to roll out since the Patriot Act, and they did. And now most American citizens are afraid of the FBI, are afraid of the government, and aren't willing to step up and step out. I mean, you and I do it every day, and I'm sure people say to you, aren't you scared, aren't you scared? I say they want us to be scared. That's what January 6th was about. Sure was sit down, shut up, we have usurped the nation, we've been at this for 100 years, we got our puppet government in, we now run this country, and you know what, you people outside of this vassal state of, uh, of D.C., you know, you're going to take orders from us, uh, you know, don't think that uh, the Constitution and Bill of Rights matters anymore because the billionaire, trillionaire oligarchy that took over our nation uh, is done with us. <laughs> yeah, no, it was. No, I, I, I agree. Uh, let me, let me ask you uh, one more question. We're, we're talking with Mel Kay, uh, host of the wonderful Mel Kay show. Um, in the fall of 2020, since you mentioned him a little bit earlier, Klaus Schwab, head of the World Economic Forum, announced by the year 2030, you won't own anything, you won't have any privacy, but you'll be so much happier. So what can we, <laughs> Thank you too much. What can the average American do to try to make sure his prophecy doesn't come true? Because we talk about well, the problem, but is there, yeah. is there a solution? I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. There is a solution. First and foremost, people have to understand that our country on, on the local level, the county level, the state level, and certainly the national level has been infiltrated by these people. And, and they include the whole George Soros network, which also includes Arabella Partners and all of them. A lot of the NGOs that people think are for human rights or positive things are not. They are run by the same 10 billionaires that are also involved with Klaus Schwab's Great Reset, uh, One World Government, Fourth Industrial Revolution, whatever you want to call it. But what you can do is they have initiatives in every community in our nation, and they have put in operatives that are running stuff. And they get they, this is no different than Operation Paperclip when all the Nazis came here and, and Rockefeller and Kissinger and everyone put them into institutions and all that. We have a situation right now, and you should go on the World Economic Forum, weforum.org, uh, if you're listening to this. Go there. Go to the scroll to the bottom. Go to young global leaders. Make sure you know everyone on there and make sh and look and see if they're in your area. Two, you go to young global changers. This is a whole different level. You're going to find that it has every state in the nation that there's somebody connected to the World Economic Forum in some position in your community. And then the other thing is you've got to go into the United Nations and look at Agenda 2030. Who is aligned with Agenda 2030 with smart city contracts, with um, sustainability stuff in your local community? Because it's all connected. These are operatives that have spread out throughout our nation over the last 20 years. And this goes back longer, uh, probably to 71 when they started. But what they've done is this, and, and again, I need everyone to understand and really figure out that it is, when you hear one world government, new world order, they call it global governance. Go to their websites and look what they're saying. It's about full track trace surveillance of all of humanity under one, one group, which is them, dividing us into ten quadrants with ten overlords, and all of us will be equity, which is, we'll all be poor, 
<laughs> and just they'll be rich and we'll live in smart cities and own nothing and be happy. They mean this. Agenda 2030, everything in that, you turn it upside down. These people, I believe that they're Luciferian. They're not God people. And they write it so that the, the average person doesn't see the, de- the evil in the details. So what I say is, A, do your research of who's in your town, of who's in your community that is connected in any way to the U.N. sustainability goals, the track and trace surveillance of smart cities, who's got the contracts, who's funding it, who's behind it, and are there young global leaders or young global changers in your community or in your state or your city government? And then, um, again, also another thing I keep saying to people, you have the right to contact every single person that is an elected official or in a position that they were placed. Yeah. So at this point, you, we got to start treating our government like they're employees. You don't want to hire somebody for your small business and check in every two to four years. So we need to also look, make a list, put a folder on your on your on your desktop with every. They all have websites now with everyone that's in your that your county clerk to your sheriff to your city council to your school board. Look at what they're doing, what they're voting on. Keep an eye on what's going on. Just look alone and get in touch with them and get call them and send them emails and say I'm not for this and tell your local your friends and neighbors to do the same I'm at a point where I don't care who they are I don't care that they that we know who who is my you know runs my city council or runs my you know my election uh, department or is my county clerk I want them to know who we are right you know and we need to start of a campaign, a regular weekly uh, campaign, every American citizen that values uh, individual liberty and freedom needs to take it upon themselves to treat their elected officials locally, if just locally, as their employees that they have to oversee. Or we end up every two years in shock. <laughs> so I, I really think that that's another way to take back power and to get involved. And again, we also, you know, the last thing I, I want to say on this, and people have to, it's, I know it's difficult to change our ways. We're in the habit of going to Walmart or ordering from Amazon or going to Target. We have to understand that Walmart, Amazon, and Target are involved in funding the demise of the United States of America. Yep. They're involved in the controlled demolition. They are in the public-private partnership. So that's a, that's a big go-to today. Anyone listening to this, go to WeForum, weforum.org. Look up your state. Look up, you know, what global governance is. And look up the stakeholder cap, the stakeholder partners, because you're going to see that we ourselves, by buying stuff from these people, by being involved and by you know funding them, uh, we are funding that their their controlled demolition of America and all their NGOs and their think tanks and their 501c3s that really are for um, the end of our sovereignty and our nation as we know it. So, um, you know, there's a lot of action items, but you, there's so much people can do if they just start looking at it as, you know, I pay for this, this, this country and I'm going to act like it. Amen. Amen. The great Mel K has been our guest today. Uh, the website is themelkshow.com, or you can just look for her on Rumble. Like you say, it used to be on YouTube, but uh, YouTube can't take too much truth. So, so don't nope. look for her there. But on Rumble.com or TheMelKShow.com. Uh, God bless you. Thank you so much for all that you do. And, and thank you so much for, for spending almost an hour with us today. It has real, been a real blessing uh, for us. We wish you Godspeed. Uh, and as we say here in the South, y'all come see us.
Yeah. Okay, great. Well, thank you so much. And keep being brave and standing up and speaking up. And hopefully you'll come on my show soon so uh, we can uh, get get into your take on all of this. I would, I would love to, dear. It would be a blessing. God thank bless you. you. Have a great day. Thank you. Thank you. You too. All right. Wow, 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 wow. Uh, that was amazing. That was one of the fastest hours that I think I have ever been through in my life. Um, wow. Okay. So much coming up that we have to talk about. We've got to talk about the Project Veritas uncovering what's really going on with Pfizer. That is one of the things we're going to have to talk about coming up. Look, if you try to buy a car recently, you realize there's such a chip shortage. You may have a hard time finding what you're looking for. People I know have actually bought vehicles from hundreds of miles away from where they live. That's where Red River Auto comes in. Red River Auto is a big old car dealership in the middle of the USA that believes in freedom, including the freedom to buy a car, truck, van, or SUV the way you want to. You can buy online, they'll drive it to you, no matter where you are. Red River Auto wants to make your car buying experience as easy and transparent as possible. Red River Auto Group has perfected the online buying process. Just go to RedRiverAuto.com, pick from hundreds of new and used vehicles. You can purchase your vehicle online. If you have any questions, one of Red River's trained experts will help you through the whole process. Red River Auto makes car buying online easy. Your whole car buying process is completely transparent. If you want to buy a car, truck, van, or SUV, order online from the nationwide car dealer that believes in freedom, including the freedom to buy the car, truck, van, or SUV the way you want to online. The dealer that will deliver your vehicle to your front door no matter where you live in the continental USA, RedRiverAuto.com. You will be glad you did. All right, we just talked to Mel Kay, and I said, what can we as uh, just uh, regular Americans do to push back against a World Economic Forum agenda that's trying to take all of our freedom and privacy away? She said, well, you need to try to wean yourself from the big box stores. All right, perfectly dovetails into what I'm about to tell you here. I've been talking about how the world is going crazy. With supply chain issues, record-setting inflation, sky-high gas prices, woke corporations that stand against everything we believe in, we all know how the big box stores were allowed to stay open all during the pandemic. The term Mel K just used. While so many little guys, small business owners, regular people were forced to close. The wealthiest people on earth became better off while mom and pop businesses suffered. The question is, what are we willing to do about it? What can we do about it? How can our voices be heard? Well, we can make a difference by voting with our dollars. Why continue shopping at big box stores if you can get the items you need from a family-owned company? Now, finally, we can shop factory direct at a family-owned, made-in-America manufacturer. Switch to America.com is helping Americans walk away from the big box conglomerates. That's why Switch to America was created, with regular folks like you and me in mind. One of the best ways to get around this crazy inflation is to shop with family-owned companies that put their customers first, 
rather than shareholders and corporate executives. A lot of Patriot influencers have come on board. I'm inviting you to join with fellow Patriots to cut off the cash flow of the big woke corporations that are trying to destroy our country. We're done with a woke globalist operation against humanity. Each of us can take market share away from these businesses that have enjoyed unfair advantages. We can choose to help each other by shopping family-owned, made in America. Join with over 2 million monthly shoppers that have already made the switch. Let's start voting with our dollars to make sure our purchases are supporting companies that promote freedom. And now an even more exciting addition is fresh American raised beef. Raised in the mountains of Montana near Yellowstone, this beef is known as never ever. Never has the animal ever been exposed to antibiotics, hormones, or vaccines. This prime or high-choice beef is shipped directly to your door. Pricing and availability is exclusive only to our members and isn't shipped anywhere else in the world. Switch to America.com is dedicated to offering family-owned alternatives for items we buy on a regular basis. Just go to SwitchToAmerica.com when they ask you how you heard about us. Click on my name, Doc Washburn, plug in your info, and I'll have one of my guys contact you. SwitchToAmerica.com. All right. Have you heard about the new Project Veritas expose on Pfizer? Deborah Hine has the article over at amgreatness.com. Pfizer exec caught on video discussing companies' interest in mutating COVID virus for future vaccines. That's right. Pfizer executive Dr. Jordan Tristan Walker was caught on video discussing research that involves mutating the COVID virus to help the company develop profitable new vaccines. Project Veritas released the bombshell video Wednesday night featuring Walker, the Director of Worldwide Research and Development Strategic Operations and mRNA Scientific Planning at Pfizer, explaining how the company is exploring ways to get around the ban on gain-of-function research by doing what they call directed evolution research. Oh, my goodness. Now, I think the actual audio is probably going to be kind of rough to listen to because there's always so much restaurant noise around it. But I'll tell you what we got here. We've obtained, this is what James O'Keefe, Project Veritas, is saying. We've obtained internal Pfizer documents verifying Jordan Walker as Pfizer Director, Research and Development Strategic Operations. He graduated Yale less than 10 years ago, 2013. Um, Doctor of Medicine, University of Texas, Southwestern Medical School. He has supervised reports to Michael Dolston, who reports to the CEO of Pfizer, Albert Borla. Now, Dr. Walker told an undercover Project Veritas journalist over dinner, and I quote, One of the things we, talking about Pfizer, are exploring is like, 
Why don't we just mutate it, talking about COVID, ourselves so we could create, preemptively develop new vaccines, right? So we have to do that. If we're going to do that, though, there is a risk of life, as you can imagine. No one wants to be having a pharma company mutating blank viruses, using an obscenity there. Now, he was talking with another person who was previously a Pfizer employee at this dinner, having no idea he was being recorded. He felt safe, especially when you have NDAs, non-disclosure agreements. You think other employees are safe to vent to and to talk to. So Dr. Walker, we got some information on him. I'll share with you in a minute. Dr. Walker said that directed evolution is different than gain-of-function research. It's important. Gain-of-function research, of course, involves making pathogens and viruses more lethal and virulent in a laboratory. But directed evolution is defined as a method used in protein engineering that mimics the process of natural selection to steer proteins or nucleic acids toward a user-defined goal. So he tells this person who was a previous Pfizer employee and now an undercover Project Veritas journalist, he tells this person, you're not supposed to do gain-of-function research with viruses. They'd rather we not. But we do these selected structure mutations to see if we can make them more potent. There is research ongoing about that. He says, I don't know how that is going to work. There better not be any more outbreaks because, and then he takes the Lord's name in vain. Isn't it fascinating? The whole idea of taking the Lord's name in vain. People just throwing in Jesus' name when he actually has nothing to do with what they're talking about. One of these days, maybe I will try to figure out the psychology of that. But of course, it is definitely breaking the second commandment, not to take his name in vain. Anyway, so Dr. Walker then shares what he knew about Pfizer's plans for more COVID vaccines and implored the Project Veritas undercover journalist not to tell anyone about it. Oops. He said, from what I've heard, they, talking about Pfizer scientists, are optimizing it, referring to the COVID mutation process. But they're going slow because everyone is very cautious. Obviously, they don't want to accelerate it too much. I think they're also just trying to do it as an exploratory thing because you obviously don't want to advertise that you are figuring out future mutations. Don't tell anyone. Promise you won't tell anyone. The way it, talking about the experiment, would work is that we put the virus in monkeys and we successively cause them to keep infecting each other and we collect serial samples from them. The doctor admitted that the original COVID virus was likely created at the Wuhan Institute of Virology. Dr. Walker said, there is a risk. He says you have to be very controlled to make sure this virus, talk about COVID, 
you mutate doesn't create something that just goes everywhere, which I suspect is the way that the virus started in Wuhan, to be honest. It makes no sense that this virus popped out of nowhere. It's, it's BS, he said. Dr. Walker suggested that Pfizer scientists are trying to develop new strains of the virus so when new variants pop up in populations, they can try to catch them with a vaccine prophylactically. He said part of what they, the Pfizer scientists, want to do is, to some extent, to try to figure out, you know, how there are all these new strains and variants that just pop up. So it's like trying to catch them before they pop up and we can develop a vaccine prophylactically, like for new variants. So that's why they like do it controlled in a lab where they say this is a new epitope. And so if it comes out later on in the public, we already have a vaccine working. You know, I hate it when they make me look up words. Epitope. Really? Well, he figured that she knew what he was talking about because she was a previous Pfizer employee. Epitope. A localized region on the surface of an antigen capable of eliciting an immune response and of combining with a specific antibody to counter that response. Oh, well, of course. Yeah, sure. I should have known. So... The Project Veritas undercover journalist responds, OMG, that's perfect. Isn't that the best business model, though? Just control nature before nature even happens itself, right? Dr. Walker replies, yeah, if it works, because some of the times there are mutations that pop up that we're not prepared for, like with Delta and Omicron and things like that. Who knows? Dr. Walker went on to refer to the COVID virus, which is responsible for millions of deaths and the destruction of economies worldwide as a cash cow for Pfizer. Now, I, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to object here for a moment. We know the hospitals all over USA, and I think it's safe to assume all over the world, are counting as COVID deaths people who did not die of COVID. We know that in April of 2020, Dr. Deborah Burke said, we're going to count anybody who even died with it as dying from it. So this millions of deaths thing, yeah, I don't know. But the idea that Pfizer would see it as a cash cow if people are dying, well, okay. Dr. Walker said either way it's going to be a cash cow. COVID is going to be a cash cow for us for a while going forward, like obviously. The undercover Project Veritas journalist replied, well, I think the whole research of the viruses and mutating it like would be the ultimate cash cow. Dr. Walker agreed saying, yeah, it'd be perfect. The doctor went on to admit that pharmaceutical companies and government officials, such as at the FDA, the Food and Drug Administration, have mutual interests that are not in the best interests of the American people. He told the undercover journalist that Big Pharma is a revolving door for all government officials. He said, so in the pharma industry, all the people 
who review our drugs. Eventually, most of them will come work for pharma companies. He argued the same is true uh, for any industry. He said in the military, defense government officials eventually work for defense companies afterwards. Dr. Walker said the revolving door is pretty good for the industry, to be honest, but admitted it's bad for everybody else in America. He explained the reason it's bad is because when the regulators reviewing our drugs know that once they stop regulating, they're going to work for the company, they're not going to be as hard toward the company that's going to give them a job afterwards. Many doctors and scientists argue that regulatory capture has led, has led to the approval of Big Pharma's risky COVID shots, resulting in millions of vaccine injuries and deaths throughout the world. So, and then they, they link to the Project Veritas uh, tweet Breaking Pfizer exploring mutating COVID-19 viruses for new vaccines. Quote, don't tell anyone this. There is a risk. Have to be very controlled to make sure this virus you mutate doesn't create something. The way that the virus started in Wuhan, to be honest. Hashtag directed evolution. James O'Keefe said he had an encounter with Dr. Walker after the video broke. And will be posting that video on Thursday. Pfizer has reportedly shut down comments on his social media in response to this bombshell story. Yeah, they don't want people talking mean to them. Okay, we got an update. According to Pfizer, fetal stem cell whistleblower Melissa Strickler-McAtee, Dr. Walker was talking to a former Pfizer employee, which is why he felt comfortable to speak so freely. McAtee tweeted, He was talking with another previous Pfizer employee, so he felt safe. Especially when you have NDAs, you think other employees are safe to vent to and talk to. Another update. In a post on his Substack page, physician, scientist, and author Dr. Robert Malone reacted to Project Veritas' bombshell video, focusing on the banality of evil on display in Dr. Walker's remarks. And here's what Dr. Malone said. This is the quote. Here is the rough beast in the flesh, slouching toward Bethlehem to be born, devoid of empathy, avarice its purpose, its face glowing with joy, oblivious to the profound human tragedy it enables, reveling in the damage wrought to the web of humanity and the structure of a nation oblivious to the horror embodied in its words, in the very fabric of its language, possessed by a deep belief in its own entitlement, oozing dizzy narcissism, celebrating corruption, completely devoid of wisdom, introspection, or self-awareness of the fundamental perversion of its soul. A senior emissary, from an immortal corporation which courts have defined as having rights formerly restricted to human citizens and which chronically preys and feeds on human suffering. 
Hey, of course, he's talking about Pfizer here. A corporation which shrugs off massive fines for illegal activities as just another inconvenience, a mere business expense. Look deeply into the face of this ambassador from another world. Listen carefully to these worlds. This is how we got here. This is the culture that has given us this global human tragedy. Behold the banal face of unrepentant evil. Now, Dr. Malone, the inventor of mRNA technology, told Project Veritas that directed evolution is essentially the same as gain of function, and both, of course, are very dangerous. Here's another quote from Dr. Malone. He says, you're gaining function, you're creating a new function in virus 1 by adding elements from virus 2, infecting one monkey and then another monkey. That's called serial passage. That appears to have been one of the technologies deployed in the Wuhan Institute of Virology with the humanized mouse strains that I believe were obtained from EcoHealth Alliance. That's an example of directed evolution. The gentleman seems to have absolutely no moral compass at all about what he's doing. The hubris and arrogance and immaturity. If this is the quality of individuals within Pfizer that are making these huge decisions that risk global public health with such a casual disregard for the human toll, It's profoundly corrupt in terms of would it be feasible for Pfizer to circumvent international or national law. I think that is undeniable. And the gentleman in your investigative work has clearly indicated that Pfizer believes that it has successfully captured the regulatory apparatus of the United States government. And presumably worldwide, Pfizer has completed regulatory capture, is quite proud of it. That's a quote from Dr. Robert Malone from his Substack article. It is embodied in the new article from Deborah Hine over to amgreatness.com. Pfizer exec caught on video discussing company's interest in mutating COVID virus for future vaccines. If you want to watch the undercover video... All I have to do is go to Project Veritas' website, and it is front and center. Now, the link, the link to more information about this Dr. Jordan Tristan Walker in mere moments. But first, I got to tell you about our friend Mike Lindell. As you know, Mike Lindell has a passion to help everyone get the best sleep of your life. He didn't stop by simply creating my pillow, the best pillow ever. Mike also created the best bed sheets ever. They look great. They feel great, which means an even better night's sleep for me, which is crucial for my busy schedule. My wife and I just love sleeping on our Giza Dreams bed sheets. Now, Mike is offering the best deal on the Giza Dreams bed sheets. You can get a set of Giza sheets for as low as twenty nine ninety eight. The first night you sleep on these sheets, 
you'll never want to sleep on anything else again. Mike is making a special offer for my listeners. Get a set of Giza Dreams sheets for as low as $29.98 just by using promo code DWS. And right now, a set of pillowcases for only $9.98. In this economy, instead of buying a new bed, rejuvenate your bed with a MyPillow mattress topper for as low as $99.99. MyPillow also has blankets in a variety of sizes, colors, and styles, like plush, waffle, or gossamer, for as low as $29.98. Get huge discounts on duvets, quilts, down comforters, and so much more. Use that promo code DWS, and you'll get huge discounts on all MyPillow bedding, including my pillow Giza Dreams sheets for just $29.98. Now I'm wearing my new My Slippers moccasins. I had no idea slippers could feel this good. I also had no idea you could wear them outside in cold weather. I'm talking 15 degrees with no socks, and your feet don't get cold. Right now, save up to $90 on my slippers, slip-ons and moccasins. Marked down to just $49.98. By using promo code DWS. Not only that, Mike is having the biggest closeout sale ever on his sandals and slides for as low as $19.98. What makes my slippers different is Mike's exclusive four-layer design that you're not going to find on any other slippers. My slippers' patented layers make them ultra-comfortable, extremely durable, and they help reduce stress on your feet. Wear them anytime, anywhere. Just use promo code DWS. Now, Mike's other passion is to support American entrepreneurs and bring manufacturing back to our country. For years, people approached Mike with great products, but had no way of marketing them. MyStore.com was created to give those people a voice and a platform to bring you their amazing products made right here in the USA. MyStore.com has all kinds of great deals on automotive products, bath and beauty, books and video, clothing, decor items, food and drink, garden and patio, health, home improvement, household essentials, kitchen and dining, personal care, sports and outdoors, toys and games, and so much more. But you got to make sure to get the deals on MyPillow.com or MyStore.com. Use promo code D. Now, remember, that promo code does not stand for washed-up Democrat politician Debbie Wasserman Schultz. No, 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 no. DWS stands for Doc Washburn Show. MyPillow.com and MyStore.com. Quantities are extremely limited at these amazing prices, so please order now. Just use promo code DWS. And now, my friend, let me tell you. The best-kept secret in American healthcare. You having problems with sinuses and allergies? Are you experiencing dizziness, vertigo, problems with your blood sugar, eczema, psoriasis, migraines? The Arkansas Upper Cervical Center might be able to help you, even if you don't live in Arkansas. Let me tell you how. Your skull weighs anywhere from 8 to 15 pounds. It rests on the top bone of your spinal column, the atlas, or C1, which only weighs 2 ounces. So it's really easy for your atlas to get out of alignment. If it does, your whole spinal column can get kinked up like a chain. When that happens, your central nervous system isn't able to communicate with the rest of your body as it's designed to do. 
Now, I had severe hay fever for five or six weeks every spring all my life. When I got my atlas adjusted, the hay fever went away. And it's never come back. I had really bad migraines year-round. After I got my atlas adjusted, the migraines went away and never came back. Again, if you're suffering from sinus conditions, allergies, vertigo, problems with your blood sugar, eczema, psoriasis, migraines, do yourself a favor. Call my friends at the Arkansas Upper Cervical Center, 501-279-2009 for a free consultation. They've helped me. They've helped my wife. They've helped so many people we know. Please call them to see if they can help you. That number again for your free consultation, 501-279-2009. Now, if you're outside of central Arkansas, go to their website, turnmypoweron.com. Click on the tab that says, find a doctor near you, and I sure hope you can. Okay, would you like to save money on your monthly cell phone bill while doing the right thing? Listen up. Patreon Mobile is America's only Christian conservative wireless carrier. Now more than ever, it's important to band together and support companies that share our conservative values. Patreon Mobile donates a portion of every dollar earned to organizations that fight for causes you care about. Patreon Mobile has exceptional nationwide coverage and uses the same towers the main carriers use. Patreon Mobile has plans to fit any budget, along with great discounts for our veteran and first responder heroes, as well as multi-line users. I know I'm saving money. When you switch to Patreon Mobile... You are shifting your support from the leftist progressive agendas of Big Mobile to the Christian conservative causes of Patriot Mobile. When you become a Patriot Mobile member, your dollars are helping to fund our God-given right to freedom. A portion of every dollar they earn is given back to the causes that support organizations that fight for First Amendment religious freedom, freedom of speech, Second Amendment right to bear arms, sanctity of life, and the needs of our veterans and first responders. Switching is easy. Just do what I did. Go to PatriotMobile.com or call their U.S.-based customer service team at 972-PATRIOT. Make sure you use promo code DOC, that's D-O-C, for free activation. Now, if you're a conservative-owned business, tired of seeing your hard-earned dollars go to corporate woke agendas, Patriot Mobile now offers competitive business plans to suit companies of any size. So switch to Patriot Mobile. Mobile business. Learn more at business.patreonmobile.com or call their 100% US based member services team at 469 Freedom. Use promo code DOC, that's D O C, for free activation. That's business.patreonmobile.com or just call 469 Freedom. All right. We come to the question. Who exactly is Jordan Tristan Walker? And we're looking at the substack from Investigate Everything with Brian O'Shea, which was linked to from Deborah Hines' article about the Pfizer undercover blockbuster video from Project Veritas over at amgreatness.com. So, Brian O'Shea says, background, New York, January 25th, 
2023, Project Veritas released a new video today exposing a Pfizer executive, Jordan Tristan Walker, who claims his company is exploring a way to mutate COVID via directed evolution to preempt the development of future, vac- of, of future vaccines. And he says, essentially, Dr. Walker said a lot that I think we all suspected, but now we can be pretty sure we knew. So he is an actual Pfizer senior executive. So far, it looks like he's the real deal, though he may be on loan to Pfizer from the Boston Consulting Group, BCG. However, as with any case, I put my excitement aside and started to do what I do as a standard practice in my work as a private intelligence and security consultant. Human capital, due diligence, also known as due diligence on human sources. He says, I don't want to waste time with lots of narratives, so I'll just share what I've found since 8 p.m. And this was last night. Disclaimer, I love and respect Project Veritas and their work is excellent. This in no way indicates I doubt their due diligence practices. I just like to check things out for myself when I cannot see sources or citations which were not available when the video came out. He says, all the same, they did, in fact, do excellent due diligence, which became available throughout tonight during a three-hour Twitter Spaces conference hosted by Project Veritas. Disclaimer number two, all information found is publicly available. It may be hard to find soon, so I have indexed every URL cited here on Wayback Machine and have downloaded PDF print versions of every page mentioned here. He says, I also wanted to give a gigantic thank you to Project Veritas They're all heroes, and we should all support their work in any way we can. Now, the key takeaways that I want to highlight based on the results below are somewhat chilling in the context of the pandemic, COVID-19, Pfizer's, and the FDA's cozy relationship with China. And the timing of Dr. Walker's experience with the pandemic and all of its outcomes. Number one. He helped create market forecasts for therapeutics related to oncology in 2021. Operation Moonshot comes to mind. Number two, he conducted impact evaluation of value-based payment models and COVID-related changes in hospital reimbursement policies for a U.S. federal Health agency. Now, does this mean Boston Consulting Group or Pfizer or both were working with the U.S. government to actually create policies that affect us taxpayers? Number three, he took a BCG sponsored Mandarin Chinese language and business immersion course right before the pandemic hit the United States. Does this mean BCG, Boston Consulting Group, and or their clients? who are either Pfizer, the U.S. government, or both, knew that these vaccines would be, or were already, being made in China? Business immersion, I'm guessing business terms and colloquialisms, was also a focus. 
Does this mean he and his clients knew in 2019 or earlier that a mass vaccination slash pharma boom was about to hit? That both the CCP, who control the Chinese pharma industry, and of course all the BSL-4 labs, the research occurred in, and Pfizer et al. will be partnered on? Number four. He is clearly a marketing specialist in the pharma space. Was Dr. Walker one of the vaccine confidence team members that created the strategy to manipulate the American population into taking an experimental and, as we now know, dangerous slash deadly mRNA experimental shot. Number five, did he actually go to Yale? Only one profile lists his attendance there. This is amazing. And it is quite long and detailed. But I would recommend that you check the whole thing out at your leisure. Again, this is from a Substack from a guy named Brian O'Shea. So it's brianoshea.substack.com. And that's too much to remember. Just go to amgreatness.com. And look for Deborah Hines' article on the Pfizer exec, which dropped last night. It is staggering what's up here. And again, Dr. Malone, his words were just chilling. Chilling. Okay, we come to that time. Time to say hit it, Brian. We interrupt this program to bring you a special report. It's the Doc Washburn Show Tweet of the Day. Brought to you by Red River Auto. Red River Auto, big old car dealership in the middle of the USA that believes in freedom, including your freedom to buy the car, truck, van, or SUV of your choice. The way you want to. Online, have it delivered to your front door anywhere in the continental USA. Okay, today's tweet of the day is from the Babylon Bee. The Babylon Bee is the world's premier satire website. And today's tweet of the day, Pfizer introduces new mascot, Clotty. And so they have this cartoon figure that's supposed to be a blood clot uh, with uh, big goo-goo eyes and a big smile. And little Disney-looking uh, shoes. Pfizer introduces new mascot, Clotty. You know, this might be an example of visual humor that's kind of hard to, to go over when you're trying to explain it in an audio forum like a podcast. Oh, well, sorry. Better luck next time. You've been listening to episode 331 of the all-new Doc Washburn Show. The views and opinions expressed on the Doc Washburn Show do not necessarily reflect those of our advertisers, but they love us and we love them. Today's program has been produced by Tim Terrible, directed by Mick Messy. This has been a terribly messy production. Portions of today's show will be taken overseas and dropped. If you'd like a transcript of today's episode, the all-new Doc Washburn Show, 
Simply peel the roof off a Rolls-Royce panel truck and send it to Mansour's Computer Solutions, 7th floor of the Ephemeral B. Smoot Building, Whitehall, Arkansas, in care of Sheriff Mansour Sempier X. And that's the way it is. Thursday, January 26, 2023.